The Detroit Pistons have now won two straight games, closing out a close victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers, 106-103. The bench absolutely led them to this victory. So much fun. We'll talk about what the bench did and how they contributed to this victory for the Detroit Pistons on today's episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you have not already, Head to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit the subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't hit the subscribe button already, what are you waiting for? You're coming every day back for the content. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers sooner rather than later. But the Pistons had an incredible game last night. One of the funnest games I think I've had all year watching this team. And it absolutely had everything to do with their bench lineup. Now, in today's episode, we're going to talk about the bench lineup, obviously, right out the gate immediately. But also, we'll talk about some of the things that went kind of awry down the stretch of this game. And also, we'll talk about some things that maybe should change moving forward with the Pistons' strategy or so. But listen, the Pistons' bench was absolutely fantastic tonight in this game. You had Hamadou Diallo, who had 21 points on 7-11 shooting. This dude, Hamadou Diallo, now listen, he has his faults. He gets a little tunnel vision every now and then. He, he you know, he, not every night he can shoot the ball. Tonight he made all three of his threes. All of them came in the first quarter. But this man is just a ball of fire. And if you do not contain that ball of fire, he is going to light you a new one in like 10 minutes. He's, he's going get to his, get his action going and just like, like quickly, quick as ever. And it's just crazy how the ball finds him, how he just finds himself to e- get easy buckets. Like, it's just because he just has a relentless motor. It just never stops. He'll find the ball. Jeremy Grant got the ball poked from him. And it looked like it was going to be a turnover. But happened. the ball just happened to bounce right to him, do Diallo. Why? Because him, do Diallo, sprinting full court right down the middle, and it happened to bounce right to him. Like, those kind of plays right there don't happen for anyone else on the Detroit Pistons. And Diallo had himself an incredible night. He was able to get to the free throw line a couple of times too. hit all four of his free throws. Like I said, he had 21 points, six rebounds, two steals, an assist, and he was a plus nine on the game in just 21 minutes of action. He played tremendous. He was absolutely amazing off the bench. Another guy off the bench who played absolutely amazing, Marvin Bagley. He had 16 points, four rebounds, and a block. He did have five fouls, but he played more minutes then Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey. He had 27 minutes. Now, I don't know why Sadiq Bey. I think Sadiq Bey was benched down the stretch, or at least in the second half, because he was playing so so poorly. He was one of seven from the field, one of seven from deep. All of his seven attempts were from deep. He had three turnovers. Um, I'm assuming he got benched because of how poorly he was playing. And I know Isaiah Stewart was dealing a little bit of foul trouble, uh, but Marvin Bagley earned these minutes that he got tonight. And I, I think it's showing that the coaching staff loves what he's bringing. You even got that electric alley-oop from Cade to Bagley in the open court. I think in the first half, Cade went behind the back after a guy tried to take a take foul. Cade lodges it up to Evan, uh, not Evan Mobley, uh, Marvin Bagley. He throws it down with his left hand. A pass that wasn't even a good pass, but he was a freak enough athlete to make it happen. Amazing control in the air. 
Marvin Bagley had himself a heck of a night. I think the coaching staff is showing that they're, they have confidence in him. They like what he brings to the floor. And yes, while Isaiah Stewart was dealing with foul trouble, that's probably one of the main reasons why he only played 19 minutes. Sadiq Bey struggled, and usually when Sadiq Bey struggles, they let him play 35, 36 minutes a night anyways. But the team went with Marvin Bagley instead because he was impacting the game much more and bringing things to the floor that the Pistons needed. And I don't know if you see that happen at any other point in the season with any other player. Marvin Bagley is already forcing the team's hand because of what he brings to the floor. Again, 8 of 13 from the floor, 16 points. He had a really damn good game. Another player who played great off the bench for the Pistons. And then I think this player might, could be in the argument for the most impactful most impactful player on the court tonight, and that's Killian Hayes. Now, he only had two points, and I never thought that two points could be so impactful in a basketball game. But this man, with only two points scored, he absolutely changed how the Pistons were playing defensively tonight, or last night when, uh, by the time you guys listen to this. He is absolutely a difference maker defensively. Like, he's not just good at defense. He's actively a, def- a difference maker defensively. He causes havoc everywhere he goes. The, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and this was something we're going to talk about later in the podcast a little bit, but the Cleveland Cavaliers, I actually enjoy really watching them, to be honest. And it's because they know what they're good at. They know what their personnel is, and they play to their personnel. Their coaching staff doesn't force their personnel to play their way. The coaching staff plays the way that the personnel dictates. And I really enjoy seeing that. It's one of the things I think coaching's, coaching staff should really always do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but, yeah, with the big front lineup that they have, Mobley, Allen, and Lloyd Markin, along with Kevin Love, with that big lineup that they have, they constantly are just setting screens and sets the Pistons switch everything. They're immediately attacking each mismatch over, 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 over. And they don't ever go away from it. And I really like seeing that. They got 10 free throws in the first quarter, I believe. The Pistons fouled them on like six times in the first like six minutes of the game. All, all of them occurred on free throw attempts or on shot attempts. So they're taking advantage of, of the Pistons switching across the board. And with Corey Joseph in the game, he's like six feet. You know, he's not going to stop anything. They tried to keep doing it with Killian Hayes in the game. And I don't think it worked one time. I think Killing stole the ball, either knocked it away or forced a bad shot each time. He was just, the way he played defensively literally just changed the entire game. Because then his teammates started to play defense at the same level he was, the same kind of tenacity, the same kind of effort. Jeremy Grant, he shot 4-15 from the floor. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But defensively, I think this tonight was the hardest he's ever played defensively this season for the Pistons. I haven't seen him play this hard all season defensively. And everyone, everyone on the floor was just – the Killing Hayes' defense was just infectious. It infected everyone on the court defensively, and it completely changed the game. Absolutely. I've never I, – I haven't seen something like that all season on the defensive side of the floor, and that was fantastic to see. And also, he had five assists with zero turnovers. He was really seeing the floor really well, getting guys open shots. Just a tremendous game from him. Tremendous game from Killian, Marvin, and Hamadou Diallo. And we even have to give a shout-out to Rodney Magruder, to he hit all four of his attempts from three. All four of his shot attempts were from beyond the arc. He hit all four of them. Listen, I know none of us, you know, are real big fans of Rodney Magruder because he's an older guy on the team. We want to see younger guys on the floor. But I'm going to just come out and say this. I'm in that group. I'd like to see some younger guys hit the floor. However, if Rodney Magruder is going to be, you know, what, what was it, 2018-19 Langston Galloway from the corner, all of a sudden just hit, hit these cap of threes, like 50% from three, like he's been doing, if he's going to do that, you have to keep playing him because the Pistons desperately need spacing, especially when you have Killian Hayes running the second unit. He needs a guy next to him. He can just bring spacing like that. Now, when Frank Jackson comes back, Ronnie Magruder will probably go out, fall out the rotation. But what Ronnie Magruder has played, he's played really well thus far. 
when he's been given time. He played extraordinary last night. And as long as he continues to shoot like this from beyond the arc, you can't really argue against him playing. You actually should want him on the floor off the bench. It's overall just a tremendous game from the Pistons bench. Every single player off the bench, Killian, Ronnie Magruder, Hamadou Diallo, Marvin Bagley, Kelly Lennox didn't play very well. He didn't, he didn't play very well. But those four guys right there absolutely won the Pistons this game. It wasn't Kate Cunningham who won the game. It wasn't Jeremy Grant who won on this game. It wasn't Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, Corey Joseph. It quite literally was the Pistons bench who turned this game around and took it over for the Pistons. Absolutely a lot of fun on this game from the Pistons bench. Defensively, running in transition, making things happen. It was just so much fun watching this watching this play from the Detroit Pistons bench. Absolutely terrific to see. When we come back, though, We'll talk about some questionable decisions that happened late with some substitutions, some rotations, and some questionable offensive you know, sequences down the stretch. We'll talk about what happened there. But first, I have to tell you guys about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you a little bit about Truebill. Do you know why free trials are new without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your online subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill counselor is there when you need them to cancel online subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B. says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill. Saved $120 this year. On my Sirius XM bill, save $840 a year on car insurance. So don't fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now to truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It can save you thousands a year. Again, go to truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stack all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or even in your pocket. Save time and money when you're you're using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Example, the Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store but only $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselves for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer that comes. They have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oils, even a new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. So again, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. It's the best way to support the podcast. We are on our way to 2,000 subscribers. So again, if you haven't already, or if, even if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't hit the subscribe button already for some reason, hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. And we really want to continue to show Lockdown that we are the fastest and best growing fan base at the Lockdown Network. Uh, but for as much as everything just went so well 
and just played so great for the bench and how much they infected the game uh, on both sides of the ball for the Pistons last night against the Cleveland Cavaliers in their win. The starters didn't play that well. Cade shot 4 of 16 from the floor. Corey Joseph shot 2 of 7. Jeremy Grant shot 4 of 15 from the floor. And, you know, I, I think the Pistons were getting away with, with how they were playing earlier on, and especially in the third quarter. Uh, honestly, just throughout the game from the bench, but specifically the third quarter because of how their bench was playing and, and the way their bench was playing. Moving the ball, playing hard defensively, forcing turnovers, playing physical defense, that kind of thing. That was infecting the team, and the Cleveland Cavaliers were not ready for that kind of physicality, especially from their guards like Killian Hayes or Hamadou Diallo on switches. They weren't expecting that, this kind of physicality, and it was winning the Pistons a lot of a lot of uh, a lot a lot of stretches throughout this game from the bench. I'm sorry, I don't know why I just tripped over my words like that. Um, but the starting lineup didn't play very well, and then I think it even came to an head, to a head, even more at the end of the game. So, with four minutes and 19 seconds left, Killian Hayes had just scored on a float on a Eurostep floating jump shot, and they were up by seven points with 4.19 to go. Dwayne Casey, and, it, you know, it kind of started a little bit earlier than this, but this is when it really happened. Uh, so, 4.19, Ke- uh, not Killian Hayes, Dwayne Casey calls a timeout. He subs out Hamadou Diallo, and the Pistons immediately, they're off out. Subs out Hamadou Diallo and Kay Cunningham comes in, and the Pistons offense completely warps. It completely changes. No more ball movement. No more physical defense. No more forcing turnovers and trying to get easy buckets. I understand at the end of the game, the game goes more half court. But the Pistons at half court offense with the bench lineup was looking really good as well because they were running they were running uh, precise plays. They were running them to a tee. They were moving the ball. Keelan Hayes was finding guys on cross-skip passes out the pick and roll. They were getting easy shots and working the offense. Then after 419, let me tell you guys, the sequences of events that happened for the Pistons after this. And then we'll break down how it went. 358. Jeremy Grant misses a fadeaway jump shot. He gets blocked. Marvin Bagley then has to force up a shot clock heave with one second on the on the clock, and he makes it with 353 left. Then you got K Cunningham turnover at 317. You got Jeremy Grant missed a mid-range jumper at 247. Then at 234, you have Killian Hayes get subbed out for Corey Joseph. Makes no sense, but we'll keep going. At 212, you get another missed Jeremy Grant block or a missed Jeremy Grant layup blocked by Jared Allen. Then at 206, you get another force half, uh, another force shot clock heave from Marvin Bagley at 206. Then at 138, you get another possession up against the shot clock and it gets blocked. A Corey Joseph driving layup gets blocked by Evan Mobley. Next possession at 114, then you get another missed K Cunningham pull up shot. Next possession, you get an offensive foul. Next possession, you luckily get absolutely lucky here. The Pistons got absolutely bailed, and I'll take it. Absolutely, I'll take it, especially for the guy it happened to because he's been needing foul calls all season. But Kate Cunningham gets gets two free throws when he tripped on his way to the basket, and the, the refs decide that he was tripped, and he got two free throws. Then the following possession, the Pistons don't even have to run an offensive possession late because Evan Mobley gets called for over-the-back foul on Kay Cunningham, and Kay Cunningham gets to take two free throws that put the Pistons up by three, and that was the game right there. So, in totality there, the Detroit Pistons scored one time. They scored one time offensively in an offensive possession, not from free throws or off over-the-back defensive foul that just got them free throws because the other team was already in the bonus. 
In the final four minutes and 19 seconds, the Pistons scored one time on offense, and it was a shot clock heave by Marvin Bagley. That is horrific. That is horrific. And why did this start to happen? Well, I'll tell you why this started to happen. Dwayne Casey started to bring back in his starters. He brought in Kay Cunningham. He brought back in. uh, He took out Hamdou Diallo. And what started to happen was Jeremy Grant Started to fall, was, was enabled to go back into his old habits. A lot of the offense down the stretch went into Jeremy Grant isolations and feeding Jeremy Grant the ball. It didn't work out very well. A lot of their possessions went up against the shot clock. Either he had to force up a, a shot at the end of the shot clock, someone else had to force up a shot clock. He And Marvin Bagley had to shoot up two of these, and they were absolutely on the fault of Kojo and Jeremy Grant on both occasions. The, late, the, the last four minutes of this offense from the Detroit Pistons fell apart because they went back to isolation basketball. They started to go pick and roll with Corey Joseph. That took too long to develop. And Corey Joseph just going to Corey Joseph for your closing scoring against the front lineup of Markkinen, Mobley, and Allen. This isn't going to work out, and it didn't. And the Pistons stopped moving the ball. They just did. They stopped moving the ball. They stopped looking to, to just find the best shot. They went into iso ball. They went into long, drawn-out pick-and-rolls that aren't really pick-and-rolls. It's just, oh, we tried to run this. This didn't work out. Okay, come up here. Let's run a pick-and-roll with eight seconds left and force something up. It was a bunch of – it was really bad offense. And the decision by Dwayne Casey to sub out your two best players on the night, I would say, and Killian Hayes and Hemdu Diallo, to sub those two guys out with how they were playing is just insane to me. Sadiq Bey didn't play – I, I don't believe Sadiq Bey came into the game with, until like a minute left in the game. Like he had been benched completely. Hamadou Diallo absolutely earned to continue to play. Keelan Hayes had completely outplayed Corey Joseph on both ends of the floor, and they were contributing to winning. They were actively forcing winning to happen for the Pistons. Their play on both ends were the reason why the Pistons were winning this game, and they both got subbed out the game for some reason. I don't know why that happened. The Pistons were able to close it out. They were able to get away, even though the final defensive possession, they still didn't go with a defensive substitution, which, again, hello. I I don't know. I don't get that one either. But they were able to escape it despite giving up two wide-open threes to Cavaliers. They just missed them. They were able to escape with it. But the, the final four minutes was some of the most questionable decisions I've seen from this coaching staff all season with the way they were enabling players offensively, the way they went away from what was working offensively with the sets they were calling, the plays they were calling, the ball movement that was happening. The fact they just went all of a sudden, you know, I was I was getting ready to come on here and talk about how Jeremy Grant wasn't featured at all on offense. He was playing off ball, and the team was flowing better because of it. And then late, it was just like, oh, screw it. Let's go ahead and just give Jeremy the ball and let him do his thing again. And it just didn't translate to wins at all. Or not winning. It didn't translate, well, yeah, to winning, but didn't translate the scores on offense late. It was it was really bad. It was putrid offense. It was it was it was isolated offense. It was slow offense. It was just, it was, every de- description you can possibly give for a bad offense. That's what it was late, and I don't get it. I don't get why that that happened after how it went for the majority of the night with the bench. Uh, but we'll take the win. It was a lot of fun again. Like I said, from the bench lineup, and they enabled this victory. They they did everything they could to get this victory, and you know despite how questionable what what we saw in the last four minutes and 19 seconds was uh, I think you can be happy with this one. Obviously it was a fun game to watch. And that's basically what we're waiting for or watching for now. The last 23 games of the season is just to watch a fun game from the Detroit Pistons before the season ends. So you got that, I believe despite the last four minutes 
and it was a fun win. However, again, the decision-making that we saw in the last four minutes of this game, I think, was some of the most questionable decision-making we've seen all year from this coaching staff. But it is what it is. When we come back, we'll finish off reviewing this game and talk about some other things we saw within the game. Uh, but first, I just hear you guys about another one of our sponsors, you guys' favorite sponsor, Built Bar. It's that time of year where I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not even really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. And have you guys tried the Built Bar Puff Bars? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting protein bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're an absolute treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, all Built Bars, actually, are covered in 100% real chocolate. It's not just the Puffs Bars. It's all Built Bars, 100% real chocolate. They're low calories, high protein. Replace your candy bars with Built Bars. They taste much better, and they're better for you. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be absolutely blown away. High protein, low calories. High fiber, low carbs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And they have all kinds of flavors too, like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, a new flavor for this month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. You guys know my favorite flavor is peanut butter, but they have all kinds of different ones as well when you go check out the website at built.com. And make sure you're checking up on that every single month because they're coming out with limited time flavors every single month. I don't know how they do it. They're worried about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, but somehow they make it healthy as well. And every single time they pull it off. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. I would really appreciate it. We're heading to 2,000 subscribers. Let's continue to show Lockdown that we are the fastest and best growing fan base at the Lockdown Network. Again, I would really appreciate it at Lockdown Pistons on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, overall, I think you saw a better utilization of Marvin Bagley a little bit earlier on in this game. I thought he was hanging around the perimeter a tad too much, uh, but he started to work his way a little bit lower and lower and lower and lower on the floor as the game went on. Uh, again, another great a great game from Hamadou Diallo, Killian Hayes, Ronnie Magruder. Bench played lights out. The starting lineup really struggled, though. Really, really struggled. Uh, honestly, watching the game, you didn't even really notice, at least for me, how badly the offensive or the starters were struggling because of how well the, the bench had been playing, especially in that second half. It was like everyone was just focused on how well these guys were playing and everyone was just having fun that you completely missed. Like, hey, Kate Cunningham shooting 4 of 16 from the floor or, hey, Jeremy Grant shooting 4 of 15 from the floor. So you definitely don't want to see those kind of things happen. You don't want to see the starting lineup play that poorly. Uh, something to watch, Jeremy Grant for the first three quarters of this game was not featured a lot offensively. Uh, he got 15 shots up, but a lot of it came, I would say, him playing off ball, at least until the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter, he took a lot of shots uh, from self-creation and isolation, and that's never good. It, it just won't be good. It won't ever be good. Uh, so it's, it's something to watch moving forward. The offense was looking a little bit more free-flowing. It looked a little bit better with him playing off ball, even though Sadiq was struggling. So they weren't necessarily scoring, but the offense was flowing much better, and it looked a lot better. 
despite the fact that they weren't able to score because one of their best shooters just wasn't having a good night from deep. Um, but one, one another development that was really nice to see, despite his struggles from the field, is Kay Cunningham had 10 free throw attempts tonight. You guys can't tell me you guys aren't absolutely shocked to hear that. Like, we've been sitting here complaining and, 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 and screaming all year for this man to finally get some foul calls. Like, he gets he goes to the rim and just gets absolutely obliterated on some of these drives to the rim, and he just doesn't get any foul calls. Like, I made the I made a joke a few weeks uh, – I think it was last week before the All-Star break. I said, uh, Kay Cunningham drives to the basket, gets shot by a 12-barrel shotgun, and here's the refs. And it's just a picture of some guy going, like, looking away, acting like nothing happened just mind his own business and everything so because that's that's like how i felt all season like this dude would go to the rim get clotheslined to hell and nothing would get called but that wasn't the case last night he got 10 free throws he made nine of them and it helped despite him only shooting four of 16 from the floor he was able to get 10 or 17 points on up on the board and that's because he was able to get to the free throw line and again like we talked about a lot in the podcast getting to the free throw line and able being able to hit your free throws is key if you're going to be a scorer in this league you have to do it and I don't fault Cade all season for not getting to the free throw line. He's trying to get to the free throw line. He played physical. He just had him getting foul calls. Now, maybe, I'm going to speculate this, maybe him getting to the All-Star or the All-Star weekend and the Rising Stars Challenge and having all the eyes on him and winning the MVP of the Rising Stars Challenge, et cetera, maybe that put his name on the map a little bit more. Maybe that gained him some respect. Because whether people like to admit it or not, getting foul calls is about having respect from the referees. If you're just a no-name person – they're probably not going to blow the whistle. They don't respect you. And it sucks that it has to be like that. Like, I think it's absolutely stupid that that's how it is. But that's how it is. You have to have respect from the referees or they just won't give you any foul calls. And it seemed like the K Cunningham for the majority of the year just didn't have much respect from the officials. But coming out to All-Star Weekend, his first game back after winning Rising Stars MVP, after uh, participating in the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, he gets 10 free throws. I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, it, it doesn't seem like it's too far-fetched to think that may have been what happened. Maybe he gained himself a little attention, a little credibility by being selected to the All-Star Weekend. Who knows? Either way, 10 free throws is great to see from him. Hopefully, we continue to see that. Not 10 free throws, but somewhere, I'd like to see somewhere like four to seven free throws attempts a game from him, hopefully, uh, for the rest of the season. That would be really nice to see. Uh, and it would be a big development for his season. But outside of that, man, I again... There's nothing else I really have to say to you guys. The bench lineup, again, if you haven't watched this game, this actually would be a game I tell you guys to go back and watch if you haven't watched it yet. Like, actually download the Bally Sports app and re-watch it because this game from the bench was just spectacular on both sides of the floor. It was it, it was so much fun to watch. And I feel like the Pistons had a good crowd at the game. This is one of the games where you would have so much – just the, the stadium would be popping off with how the bench played. Like, it would be so loud if it happened. And I, I hope the Pistons eventually get a good, good crowd next year, because this is one of the games where you would just feel it through the TV, how, how engaged the crowd would be, because that's how well the fan, uh, the bench lineup played. So we'll end it off there. Big, 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 big brownie points for Marvin Bagley, Killian Hayes, Hamilton D. Allen, even Rodney Magruder, big ups to those guys. Good win for the Detroit Pistons. They have now won two straight games. That's like a big milestone for the Pistons this season that you don't see that very often. But it happened. So good win for the Pistons. I enjoyed watching the game. I hope you guys did as well. But that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. 
Make sure you guys go make Lockdown NBA your second listen of every single day. Lockdown experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. And it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. And until the next podcast. Oh, my God, I always forget to tell you guys this. Tomorrow we are having a mailbag podcast on Saturday. So if you guys are listening still, make sure you guys tweet at me at Cooper Hill. Questions for the mailbag or comment in one of the YouTube videos down below. Make sure you put hashtag mailbag so you guys know I know that you guys are asking a question for the mailbag, but we'll, we'll be recording one tomorrow. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, but, yeah, go Pistons, man. Incredible win. Fun win. Fun game. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Until next time, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody, and go Pistons.